This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show. Right now, if you're asking me, do I think the Yankees are a team that could legitimately make some noise in the playoffs? The answer is absolutely not. And I would probably be on the side of, yeah, you go out there and and, and try to parse off some pieces and see what you could get for the future. Problem is, that fresh blood is not in the minor leagues right now. At least not ready to help out the big league club, either this year or next year. Hey, I understand. You're Still over 500. You still got a winning record and all those things, but what have you done for me lately? And as I said, the last 40 games, not a good baseball team. If I could quote the manager from a few nights ago, we stink right now. And right now isn't just the last couple of days or the last week. It's the last month and a half. And that's a pretty good sample size, don't you think? This is the Dan Grosser Show. I got my PhD in fruit. Blah, 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 blah. On 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> not going to refute a single word of it. That's how we roll. That is how we roll. Dan Grosser Show, hour number two on this Saturday morning. A beautiful Saturday morning in the tri-state area. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're taking it right up until 12 noon at Dan Grosser's where you can tweet away at me. Um, Yanks Royals this afternoon. Once again, Garrett Cole in a few hours taking on KC. So you hope that your ace Pitches you to another victory, and hopefully it's not as stressful as last night was. Kind of figure that it'll give you a good performance. See if you get the bats going a little bit against Brady Singer, who, you know, is this really nice kind of smooth, deliberate delivery, you know, maybe kind of puts you to sleep the way he throws the ball. But hopefully he doesn't put the Yankee hitters asleep when they're in there in the batter's box trying to get something going offensively here and string a couple of wins together. You know, that it, it, at this point it's baby steps for the Yankees, right? Just get a couple here. Start feeling good about yourselves. You know, take care of the crummy Royals, and then you have the Subway Series for a couple of games against the Mets uh, in the Bronx there on Tuesday and on Wednesday. So get back to the baseball coming up in just a little bit. We'll do some football here now. And I was out at training camp yesterday out at Florham Park, you know, making the rounds, uh, making the acquaintances the whole nine yards there. And you're not going to get anything yet. After a couple of days of of camp, you know, pads aren't even on yet. You know, they still have those protective shells that they're wearing on the helmets. I think pads come on, I think, Tuesday, maybe something like that. So you start to see a little bit more contact and so on and so forth. And look, the the preseason training camp, it's a necessary evil. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what I always say. You just want to get through it. You want to get to the start of the regular season and make sure that everybody is as close to one piece as you hope they're going to be for the long haul, right? Just getting ready for the season. And look, the Jets are in a situation this year where the anticipation is through the roof. I don't think that I'm breaking any news there. I think it's quite obvious. And really, it's all attributed to one guy, and that's the quarterback. You bring in an Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden, there is going to be the expectations. There is going to be the attention, constant. And this is not going anywhere, all right? The Jets are going to be, forget about front-page news in this city. Jets are going to be front-page news, national news across the country, all because of having Aaron Rodgers as the face of your franchise again. And some of the things that he was saying a couple of days ago about maybe extending his stay beyond just one year, well, that's got to get you fired up a little bit if you're a Jet fan, does it not? And if you don't know what we're talking about here, here he was with DNR when they were out at Jets camp yesterday morning when they asked him how long he can see himself playing with the Jets. 
you know, the Jets gave up a lot for me. So, you know, to just play one year, I think, would be a disservice. Now, if that one year turns out to be a magical year, who knows? But it's more than that, it's how my body feels. And I've made some changes this offseason with some, uh, you know, some uh, training and uh, and diet. You know, haven't eaten a lot of bananas or, or fruit in a while or anything processed. I've been kind of just sticking to a lot of protein and fats and I feel body feels good joints feel good changed up some training regiment stuff with my incredible trainers out west and uh and in Austin and you know body feels really really good I feel like I'm in a good spot as you get older it's sometimes you wake up in the morning you're thinking man why does this hurt why does my knee hurt why does my shoulder hurt but uh the last uh, couple months my body's been feeling really good now talk to me in three four months we'll see how it feels but the way i feel now you know i think i could i think i'd play a number of years now coincidentally enough i've also not eaten a lot of bananas recently practically because i'm not really a big bananas guy to be quite honest with you i got my phd in fruit but i don't eat bananas i don't Okay, so I've also cut that out, but there really wasn't anything to cut out if it wasn't something that I had on me already. Beautiful bananas, plug-and-play bananas. No, you can't plug-and-play bananas. I wanted some of that banana, and I I ate it. But if you read between the lines of what Aaron Rodgers says there, all right, look, there have been some examples in recent years with some of these quarterbacks who have accomplished a lot in one particular place, and they go to another team, and they yield immediate results. You know, Tom Brady left New England after 20 years. He goes down to Tampa Bay. They win a Super Bowl in year one. Matthew Stafford spends the bulk of his career a decade in Detroit with the Lions, taking a beating, goes to the Rams. They win a Super Bowl right out of the shoot year number one, right? Peyton Manning goes out to Denver from the Indianapolis Colts. They have immediate results, winning big. They go to a Super Bowl. They don't win it, but then eventually, you know, they find a way to win that championship with him at the helm, even though he was a washed-up player with that last one, and it was the defense that kind of got them to the finish line there. But point being that even in Brady's case, okay, who was older than all of those examples, he played for three years. Now, Brady was an outlier. He was a freak. You know, he didn't eat anything that tasted any good. He had the TB12 and the avocado ice cream and all those things. And he managed to stay relatively healthy. So he played a long time. Now, is Aaron Rodgers going to follow the same script as those other guys, and specifically Brady? Who knows? But the fact that he's already speaking this and putting it out there, Jet fans are going to take it and run with it and say, all right, we got Aaron Rodgers for at least maybe two, maybe three years. That it's not just going to be, all right, everything has to come to fruition in 2023. And if it doesn't, it's going to be an ill-fated pursuit again. It's going to be Brett Favre 2.0. And I think that deep down, that's the fear that the Jets fans have. Is that what happens if we get teased a little bit, just like we did in 2008 when Favre was here, right? What happens if, you know, we have a few moments and we start to see glimpses throughout the season, of the four-time MVP, and he plays really, really good football. And this team is winning games, more so than they've won over the last decade. And you're starting to think that, okay, dream the impossible dream. It's happening. It's going to take shape. And then they leave you high and dry at the end. And then maybe they make the playoffs but lose in the first round. And then Aaron Rodgers says at the end of the year, you know what, it's been fun, but I'm riding off into the sunset, whoever that might be. Right? I don't know if he's going to be sitting on the beach like Tom Brady making the video, but 
He decides, you know what, I'm just done. And then the Jets are back to square one again, looking for another starting quarterback. All right. Got to see how this thing plays itself out. Because I think the important thing that Rodgers alluded to there when he said, you know, more importantly, it's how my body feels. I mean, God forbid, knock on wood, and I'm knocking on the wood. If he stays healthy and he remains upright and he could go out there and do his thing, then you know what? I do think that there's a better than good chance. He at least runs this thing back for a second year, but you're not worrying about next year. The focus should be on this upcoming season because on paper, and the quarterback has a lot to do with it, sure, but on paper, this team has as good a chance as they have had to do big things probably in a dozen years. Since that last championship team with Rex Ryan, or the one that went to the championship game in 2010. And that is a long time, and it's been a lot of disappointing seasons and a lot of disappointing Sundays. Trust me, I know, right? We're there. Since I've been doing this with, with Greg, the pre and the post game right here on 98.7, I mean, shoot, the last five years, there haven't been a lot of winning. Last year when they were 7-4, and four, that was like as good as it gets. It's like, wow, 7-4. and four. Sky's looking up. Playoffs are in sight until it wasn't. And you just don't want to get sucked into that trap yet again. But if this team can stay healthy, yes, the quarterback is first and foremost on that list, then there's no reason why this team can't do some good things this year. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl. That would be irresponsible. You can't be a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years and say, oh, yeah, you're going to win a championship. Of course not. You take it one day at a time. And the AFC, by and large, that could be the biggest stumbling block for the Jets right now and the biggest issue. The AFC is loaded right now. You know, if you look at this conference, and I understand that there's a lot of turnover in the NFL from one season to the next, right? That's part of the reason why the game is as popular as it is because it seems like everybody's got a shot on any given year. But when you look at the AFC and the teams that made the playoffs last year, okay, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Baltimore, okay, you throw Jacksonville's name in there, they were the division champion. They need a division champ in the South, even though I don't think any of the other teams were all that great. You know, Kansas City, Chargers. Which one of those teams has fallen out this year? Which one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs to allow somebody like the Jets to be able to take one of those postseason spots, right? If you get in, somebody's got to come out. AFC is loaded right now. And then there's other teams that find themselves in the same situation that the Jets found themselves in after last year, not being in the playoffs, that think that they've improved their team and that they're going to be a playoff club. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers have so much history and tradition in, in what was a rebuilding year for them last year. Breaking in a rookie quarterback, they still found a way to have a winning record and win nine games. They missed the playoffs by a game. You don't think that they're going to find themselves back in the postseason? What about the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland has as much talent as anybody, but they're the Cleveland Browns. But maybe just maybe they could put it together again and have themselves a special season. You know, Sean Payton is out there coaching the Denver Broncos right now. You think Sean Payton took that job with a rebuild in mind? And the Denver Broncos are giving Sean Payton as much money as they're giving him to, to, to rebuild? And for what they gave up to bring in Russell Wilson a couple of years ago? No, they expect to win. So 
it's not going to be easy in this conference. But for the first time in a long time, if you're a Jet fan, you've got to be excited and you got to feel confident thinking, you know what? All these teams with the quarterbacks, the gunslingers, now we got our guy. We got our guy who has done it at his peak as good as anybody that's ever done it. And you got to hope that there's still some of that magic left in that arm and left in that football body, and he's going to bring it with him to Florham Park and to East Rutherford for at least one year and maybe more on top of that. 800-919-3776. We'll do some jet calls when we come back. Grasa Show, 9870 ESPN. When I do things, things don't come out right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. I like this music, by the way, which is like so associated with the NFL, right? And we're going to do a British Open read. Love it. Building up the drama, the suspense. Liverpool, the Liverpool Golf Club across the pond. It's windy, it's dark, it's cold. And there are golfers, there are weeds that they have to navigate the rough terrains. And this leaderboard update is brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. And when you look at the leaderboard, you will see Brian Harmon. He comes from the United States of America. There are 50 of them to be precise. He is 10 under par. Five ahead of John Rahm, who is ripping up the golf course, by the way. He's seven under through 17. Nikolai Holgard is also at minus five, as is Tommy Fleetwood, who was the the leader, or actually who was second. And he will tee off in about, I would say, 15, 20 minutes. So you got a three-way tie for second. You got Sepp Straka, who's at minus four as well. So that is your leaderboard update. It is brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. A smoother, more refined gin, aviation gin, and Diageo spirits remind you to drink responsibly. How about this? It's time now for the weekend weather presented by Grand Marnier. We're actually going to do some traffic for you, I think, also when this is over. Um, As I look out the window right now, it's sunny. Looks good here on my end. So that's your weekend weather brought to you by Grand Marnier. It takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable. Nothing different on your end, right, Harv? With the weather, everything looks a okay. That's kind of loud good. and irritating. 
Yeah. From our from our view indoors in the studios here. Yeah, it looks great. We're doing good. <laughs> I mean, I saw it's like, what the hell are we doing? We're doing weather forecast now? What are we doing? Oh. What about tomorrow? You got any plans for tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being thrown for a loop here. I really and truly am. I thought we were going to come on. We we're going to talk some sports, goof around, have a few laughs. And now we're sitting here doing weather forecast. What are we doing? You got an hour and a half left. What happens if there were, like, violent storms or whatever? And I was going to have to be the yo-yo sitting here trying to tell you, like, when it was going to rain, up until when. Yeah, I, I, I'm not cut out for that. You want to talk fruit? I could tell you about fruit. I have, you know, some expertise on that. Other than that, I got nothing for you. Weather, I mean, again, go to the window. It looks great out. They said it was going to be nice all weekend. There's your weather forecast. All right, let's go to the phones. 800-919-3776. Artie's in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Hello, Art. How are you? Dan, the man. What's going on? So What's up, Art? Your voice. So, listen, a question before we go Jets. Are you going yes. to the inauguration Hall of Fame thing? I don't believe so. No, I mean, come on. How do you not go? I'm going to just have a Hall of Fame. <laughs> I know, but I got some stuff going on. You know, we're not going out there to do the game on Thursday night. So it's tough to make the trip out there to uh, Ohio next Saturday. I would love to be, or not next Saturday. Uh, it's a bonus to come and see you and stuff like that. Hang with you for a little bit. Buy your drink. All right, next time. You're not getting away, Dan. I'm telling you right now, you I are not getting you. away. I hear All right. you. I appreciate the, uh, it, Art. As far as the Jets, look, I, your, your opinion on I, – I tell my friends that, and they think, why are you so negative? I go, how am I negative? That, that the, the, the AFC is loaded, that we have a tough schedule, that it won't be like the, a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, here this guy. Now he's got timing. I'm on the radio. All right. I'll be right back. Ray, Ray Moore Flanagan's coming in. Sure. Listen, what did you when, order, by when, the way? When, what did you get? No, they got to look at the couches and the chairs. They're falling apart. This guy's going to real friendly. The guy wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. So let me get this straight. You're thinking about upgrading the couches and the chairs. You call Raymore and Flanagan. They show up yeah. to assess the damage and to what you possibly yes. need to get done. Don't you Three know your couches better than anybody else, Art? He looks like he could play middle linebacker for the Justice guy. Yeah, but, and like, you know your furniture better than somebody else. Just go to the store, and you pick what you want. Oh, my God. I got, five, I got a five-year plan. I paid all this bleeping money, and now the couches don't look good. I'm married to a Puerto Rican. She's going to freaking <laughs> kill me if, if I don't get these things. If I don't get these things, my, my son's, like, sitting there going, Dad, please. please oh, my God. All the time. Yeah, it's really so bad. So Artie's got I, the five-year plan then. All right, that's good. They said anything happens, anything happens. It's freaking the chairs are falling apart. They go, you know, we can't. Oh, you got to go? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying two seconds. I just want to add. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Um, Hurry up. Let's so go. I'm not, so what, for what, what, what Rogers said about staying, that was my Super Bowl. Look, we might not get there now this year, but we have a couple of years. And don't forget, when Brady and Manning won, they weren't the key parts they were part of it so three years if, if roger stays three years if he can win it in his third year if the just get the key is douglas and i don't know if sally's the coach he might be too nice and this is a 
Thursday. Aston Davis better be starting at free safety. Look, I, don't, I never played, but I've coached for years all these sports. Why isn't he playing free safety for this team? All right, Dan. Thanks a lot. I'm calling you back. I all right, be good. All right. all right, be good. There's Artie in Brooklyn. He's got the Ray Moore and Flanagan guy at the house. He's got the five-year plan. And he's wondering why Ashton Davis isn't starting to free safety. You know what? Maybe the Jets want an answer to that question too, right? Ashton Davis now what? One of the couple holdovers that they still have from that 2020 draft class, which claimed another one this week, and Denzel Mims, who was sent back into the Detroit Lions. You know, we were talking about that the other day. It's it's amazing because, look, right now Mekhi Becton is like the last hope for that 2020 draft class of Joe Douglas. So I think by all accounts you would have to say that that class has been a big swing and a miss, if I could borrow a baseball analogy. A big swing and a miss. 2021, you had the second overall pick in the draft which has yielded little to no returns in Zach Wilson. So add all those things up. If I said to you, 2020, you're getting nothing from that class. You're going to misfire with the second pick in the draft the following year. Would you think that fast forward two years after that, people are actually talking about the Jets as a team that could, could be in the conversation to do some really, really good things according to all the betting odds and, and, and so on and so forth? Well, a couple things happened along the way. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers getting him as number one. Number two, last year's draft class saved everything, right? Getting the offensive and defensive rookie of the years in one draft class along with some other players that look like they could flash as well. That salvaged everything for Joe Douglas in this organization because guess what? If last year's draft class doesn't happen with those two guys leading the charge and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, Aaron Rodgers is going to look at the Jets and say, why the hell would I want to come here? But he looked at the group and he looked at the town and he said, you know what, these are guys that I can maybe win with. Bobby in Long Island is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Bob? Hi, Dan. How are you? Good, Bobby. What's going on? Okay, let's talk about Rodgers, the 39-year-old quarterback who's had an injury history of the last two years, was a 38-year-old offensive tackle on a 24th uh, offensive rank line. Um, I, could, I, could, I could see him maybe to a good start, like, even though they have a tough schedule, but I could see another breath fall. I don't think he's going to last a year of their present situation. That's number one. Well, but real, uh, number Bob, two, let me stop you one second. Let me stop you one second. Okay. I'll let you finish. What are sure. the injury issues he's had the last couple of years? He's played every game but one. And the game he missed was because of COVID. Yeah, but he had, you know, the thumb issue and he had the Well, the I mean, that, that's, in, that, that's not some – he threw the ball and his his thumb landed on a guy's helmet. I mean, that happens to a lot of quarterbacks. He's not like well, injury Well, the offensive prone. line is bad. It's going to happen again. So, you know, that's my, the, that's my point. The offensive line is, 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 is the, weak, the weakest link of the team. And you're as strong as your weakest link. So I think I think you know people should just hold on and we'll see what happens. I think they have to make changes out offensive line still. I, I don't trust Beckham. And let's get to Rogers' playoff history the last couple of years. Uh, last year against Detroit, in a horrible at home. It was like a regular season. It was a regular season game. Last game was like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. The year before against the Forty Nine, the first playoff game at home. He was horrible again. So I mean, people should just hold off. And you know, I think. You know, if they get into the playoffs, you know, you still have to question, you know, if he could take the team all the way. Because he looked, he looked really bad the last couple of years in big games. Bobby, thanks for the phone call. I disagree with a lot of what you just said, you know. Remember, 
Last three NFL seasons, he was the MVP, two of the three of them. How has he looked really bad the last couple of years? I mean, come on. That's not fair. And again, anybody who wants to sit there and poke holes in the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, they're going to look to the playoffs. And if you watch those games, was he the reason that they lost? Was he the reason that they lost? Right? The fact that the 49ers went in there and ran the ball down the Packers' throats on that Saturday night. Their special teams were dreadful. Was that Aaron Rodgers' fault? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get it. It's the quarterback. The quarterback and the head coach, those are the two guys affiliated with a team that actually get a win and a loss tied to their record. Right? Head coach, he's got a win-loss record. The quarterback's got a win-loss record. Running backs don't. Wide receivers don't. Pass rushers don't. Kickers don't. But just those two guys, I get it. But it's a team thing. And for two of the last three regular seasons, this was the best player in the NFL. Best player in the NFL. And now all of a sudden, when you look at it for the Jets, like, you're going to kick that to the curb? Saying that you don't want that guy in your team? Even last year, and I get it, maybe he didn't play great in that last game against Detroit. They lost it. That winner go to the playoffs game at home, the whole nine yards. I get it. Struggled last year. He was dealing with the thumb. Threw for almost 3,700 yards last year. 26 touchdowns. 12 intercepts. About 65% completions. You want to add up what Jet quarterbacks collectively did last year as a whole? Let's do that. Let's, you know what? Let's do this. Fun with stats. Do we have any game show music, Harvey? Uh, I got it for you. Here you go. Last year, the Jets had four quarterbacks play. 57% completion collectively, which is about 10 less than Rodgers. 4,000 yards passing for the four of them. That's four of them. There you go which is about 300 more than the Jet quarterbacks, or excuse me, 300 less than the four Jet quarterbacks were able to stockpile. 15 touchdown passes by four Jet quarterbacks last year, which is 11 less than Aaron Rodgers. And where's the other one there? Love this music. 14 interceptions, which is two more than Aaron Rodgers threw. So my point being this, everybody wants to say how bad Aaron Rodgers was last year. Why? Because he didn't win a third straight MVP. But his season, which was a subpar bad Aaron Rodgers season, was still light years better than anything the Jets had. When you add up four human beings that tried to hold that spot. Beggars can't be choosers. And for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years, and has not even come close to tasting success. You know what? Call me crazy. I think Aaron Rodgers might be a positive for this team. Yeah, just call me crazy. 800-919-3776. We'll have more of your Jet conversation, plus got to get into the Giants as well. How long is this Saquon holdout going to continue? And what is going to be the end game between Barkley and the Giants? Dan Gross' show till noon, 98.7 ESPN. It's windy, it's dark, it's cold. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, we'll get back to the calls in just a second here. As far as the uh, Giants are concerned, because you don't want to forget about them, of course, they open up camp on Tuesday and what is going to be year number two for Brian Dayball, for Joe Shane and company. And look, it's going to be tough to top what they did a season ago in year number one. I, I, I think if you look at this objectively, whether you're a Giant fan or not, what they were able to accomplish last year, you would have to say that they're ahead of schedule. Nobody expected them to do that in the first year. I don't think anybody in the organization did. I think that the fan base wanted to see maybe some small signs of improvement, really seeing that you have the right guys in place, that you have faith they're going to be able to turn this thing around in the long term. That's what last year was about, setting the foundation. If you win some games along the way, great. Well, you know what? They won nine games. They went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. It was a dream season for the Giants. So there's a lot of clubs in recent times here in the NFL, the way the league is constructed to where, all right, they have a great first year like that, and then they kind of come back to the pack in year number two. That could happen with the Giants this year. I'm not sitting here thinking that they're going to win four games, but playoffs again, winning a playoff game again, approaching 10 wins, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Giants had a pretty manageable schedule for a lot of last year. And apart from the fact that, well, now one of your most important players, you don't even know if or when he's going to be showing up. And, of course, we're talking about Saquon. And, look, I get the frustration, both from him, the fans. I get it. It's easy to just sit here and say, hey, pay the guy. Give him whatever the hell he wants. Well, you know what? Giants elected not to do that. And I respect that. And sometimes when you run a team, you have to make difficult decisions. You have to do things which maybe go against the grain a little bit. Look, if there was no such thing as a salary cap, right, and you were just doing, you know, dishing out money and dishing out contracts based upon personal feelings towards a player or a person, then you know what? Then the Giants probably would have met Saquon's asking price, and they would have given him whatever he wanted. But... That's not the way it works in the NFL. And if you look around the rest of the league, running backs are not getting paid, unfortunately. Right? There were other guys who also went down to that deadline. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year for the Raiders. Pollard down in Dallas. Those guys did not make bank either. Now, getting the franchise tag put on you, 10 million bucks, it's not the end of the world. Right? It's not like you're having to pay, you know, take charity money. I think anybody in their right mind, the average Joe would say, play football for one year, you're going to pay me $10 million bucks. Absolutely, 100%. But that's not what these guys do. And I know once upon a time, running backs were valued a little bit more. And running backs maybe were paid a little bit more handsomely than they are right now. And, you know, whether it was guys like Emmett Smith back in the day who held out in 1993 from the Cowboys and missed the first couple of games and finally got his money, and he came back, and he didn't skip a beat, and he won the MVP, and the Cowboys won the Super Bowl again in the whole nine yards, but that was 30 years ago. That was a different time. 
And unfortunately, running back has become one of these positions right now that I hate to say it, but if you have options and if you're a young football player, maybe you want to give another position a try if you're thinking about your earning power. Because teams are not in a position right now to where they're bending over backwards to just pay running backs whatever the hell they want. They're not going to get quarterback money. They're not going to get pass rusher money. They're not going to get left tackle money. They're not even going to get stud lockdown corner money. That's just not how it goes because guess what? We're talking about players, two of the names that were looking for contracts here up until that deadline from earlier in the week the leading rusher in the league last year, and a guy in Saquon who's pretty damn good. And despite the fact that Daniel Jones might be making all this money right now, I think if you look at the Giants and how they're constructed, still, pound for pound, their most important player on offense is Saquon Barkley. At least he was last year, too. But eventually that's going to change. And it's going to have to change if the Giants are ultimately going to get to where they want to go. Look, they made a decision here in the offseason, rightfully so, by the way, to pay the quarterback. Now, it's only going to be a, or it's going to be a matter of time before we find out is it the right decision or the wrong decision to invest all that in Daniel Jones. I think right now, and based on the season he had last year, working with this coaching staff to where you believe, okay, there's still a lot of good football to be unlocked in him moving forward, but he's got to be better. He's got to be better. Last year was good. But this year has to be even better than that. Next year has to be even better than that for what they are investing in him. You pay a guy like Daniel Jones, like they are now moving forward, you're putting more on his plate. Now, in the Giants' mind, does that come at the expense of not having Saquon Barkley around? I don't know if that's the plan of attack. I think that would be unwise, to be quite honest with you. And I think in a perfect world, the Giants would love to have Saquon on this team this year and next year or else they wouldn't have slapped him with the franchise tag but right now if you're asking me how I feel do I think that Saquon Barkley is a lock to be a member of the New York football Giants for 2024 I can't say that how can you because they're going to find themselves in exactly the same position again next offseason are they not like, if they couldn't agree to a long-term deal going into 2023, what makes you think it's going to be any different for 2024, where Saquon's going to be a year older and he's going to have that much more mileage on those legs? So the Giants didn't want to meet his asking price this year. You think that they're going to be that much more willing to do so a year from now? We know where this is headed. The only way that Saquon Barkley, I think, plays the next two years in a giant uniform, going to have to be on the franchise tag both times. Right? I mean, that, that's where we're headed right now. And he's going to get his $22 million, which is what the price tag is going to be, franchise this year, franchise next year. Otherwise, if things come to a head at some point, or if he just has a season where it's not very productive and he's not able to, to even match what he did last year in terms of productivity, then guess what's going to happen? Maybe the Giants don't even put the franchise tag on him again next year. And they say, yeah, you know what, we're good. You know, we're going to turn over a new leaf. Who's to say that some of these other guys that they brought in this year, right? Who knows if Eric Gray, the kid they drafted in the fifth round, I I I'm just throwing the name out there. 
What if he flashes this season? And he becomes a valuable member of this offense. And the Giants say after this year, well, you know what, Saquon, best of luck. You know, have a successful career someplace else. We're going to turn things over. We want Eric Gray to get more touches. Could happen. Possible. Now, the Giants yesterday, they went out and actually signed James Robinson. And if the name sounds familiar, it should because last year he was a member of the Jets. Joe Douglas traded for him after Brees Hall suffered that injury. James Robinson is a guy who... In 2020, when he was a rookie with the Jaguars, ran for over 1,000 yards, you know, looked to be an up-and-coming player, and then he suffered an injury late in the 2021 season against the Jets, as a matter of fact, and he really just hasn't been the same since. Didn't get a chance to do all that much when he was acquired and brought over here. Looked like he was still dealing with a little bit of a knee issue from the previous season. Patriots signed him to a two-year deal during the offseason, and he didn't even make it to training camp. They cut him. They had seen enough, I guess, during the offseason stuff to where, ah, you know what, maybe we swung and missed there. So Robinson out on the street. Giants don't have Barkley yet. They say, we need another camp body. They bring him in. We'll see if it's going to yield any dividends. But, guys, we spent a lot of time talking about it earlier in the week. This is what it means to be a running back in 2023 in the National Football League. Doesn't matter how good you are, doesn't matter how accomplished you are, you're just not going to get the money that you feel you're worth. You're just not. Doesn't happen. You know, Melvin Gordon, for example. Melvin Gordon, once upon a time, was a really, really good running back in those Chargers days. Remember? He was a really, really good back. Came out of Wisconsin, one of the top ones in the NFL. But he's, he was a guy who had his share of contract squabbles. Guy made the Pro Bowl a couple of times. Like, really, really, really productive player. Then he ends up on Denver the last couple of years. And now he just got picked up by the Baltimore Ravens. Signed to a one-year deal for $3 bucks. And, you know, if Melvin Gordon, based on the production that he gave you last year, which was almost like next to nothing, $3 bucks is still pretty good. But he got $3 bucks because he's Melvin Gordon. And that they know that he's not a senior citizen and there's still probably some good football in that body for at least another year. And that's what the Ravens are banking on. But that's the market right now. That's where things are headed. And it stinks, unfortunately, if you're one of these guys. And especially if you're so, like if you're Saquon, look, I understand. I get the frustration. He had a really, really good year, a super productive season. Helped the team win. Helped the team win a playoff game. And he can't even get a multi-year contract that he feels he's worth from the only team that he's ever known. But he's also got to do what's right by him now. And I don't think he's going to hold out the whole season. I don't think he's going to miss week one. He will be there at some point. My best guess is sometime probably late in August, as the preseason is beginning to wind down, that's when you're going to see Saquon. Otherwise, it makes no sense for him to be there. For what? I'm sure he knows his body better than anybody else. He's going to put in all the work, the training, the effort, to where he knows what it takes to get ready for the season. He's not a rookie. He's not a second-year player. He's been at this a little bit. And if you're the Giants, I know it sounds selfish. Right now, you want to maximize Saquon Barkley for 2023. And after the season is over, you cross that bridge when you come to it. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm already seeing some of the images from Florham Park. A lot of fans out there checking out Jets training camp today. First one open to the public. They put about 2,500 tickets up. I can't even say for sale because they're free tickets, but they put 2,500 tickets available 
uh, for fans to gobble up, and they went in like three minutes or something like that earlier in the week. So getting the first glimpse at Aaron Rodgers and company out there for the fans in Florham Park. But we're talking Giants, talking Saquon, Chris, and Beth Page up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Christopher, how are you? Love the show. Uh, you made a lot of good points. You really did. And, uh, you know, what I've noticed is this league, and you said it, it's, it's the, unfortunately it's the days of the running, the great running back getting paid. It's, it's got look, look, McCaffrey was the highest paid guy. Carolina couldn't get rid of that guy fast enough. And he was one of the biggest, you know, he was the main guy on that team. They couldn't get rid of him quick enough. And I'll a tell mistake. you this, I'm a huge, I'm sorry. No, it was a mistake. No. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Carolina essentially admitted the mistake they made right. in signing yep. him to that contract. Now, look, there's 32 teams, Chris, in this league. All 32 of them are all not going to make smart decisions. And I'm not sitting here telling you that Christian McCaffrey's a bad player. He's not. But, unfortunately, as a running back, the position he plays, the fragility at which he has been on the field or not on the field, I should say, the majority of his career, it was a swing and a miss by the Panthers. And that's why they unloaded him. No doubt. Hello, Dan? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, and no doubt. And I think that that decision alone and that trade, that killed Barkley. And his, Barkley and his agent must have been like, when that happened, they were like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. You know, it's, if Carolina's looking to unload him, you know? So, anyhow, and also I'll say this. Being a big Giant fan that I'm, I am, uh, guess when the Giants in 2007 got dramatically better and balanced? when Tiki Barber retired. And Tiki is probably arguably the greatest running back in Giant history. And he was brilliant. And he did – it reminds me a lot of the Barkley situation. Because now Eli, you know, started throwing to the receivers more. You know, they didn't rely on Tiki as much. And I'm telling you, I saw it. And I see a very similar pattern that's going to happen. And, by the way, it's becoming a tight end league. And I heard Bart Scott make this comment earlier, and it's a terrible comment. I think he's like, there's no way a tight end should be paid more than a running back. Don't you, if you ask Patrick Mahomes, who's the most important guy in his arsenal, would he say Kelsey or the, or the guy that they got from Rutgers? You know, that, that was, he played well in the Super Bowl, but it's become a tight end league. And the well, Giants, and, unfor- and unfortunately for uh, Saquon, he's got to realize that. that the you good know, this ones. Is, Chris, the good ones, and I, I agree with you to an extent, and I thank you for the phone call. The good ones, yeah, the good tight ends should be paid more. Because, look, we were talking <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Don and I were talking about it throughout the week. Go back to 2019 when the Chiefs won that first Super Bowl when they beat the 49ers. Their leading rusher that year didn't even have 500 yards. But we all know that Travis Kelsey and what he did for that offense, right? You know, the other thing about McCaffrey, too – they traded him to the 49ers, but remember, why was San Francisco able to take on that contract and take on the player? A couple of reasons. Number one, they were ready to win, right? They felt that they had a Super Bowl championship caliber team, so they brought in another chip in McCaffrey. And number two, guys, what's the 49ers' depth chart at quarterback? They had Trey Lance on a rookie contract. Brock Purdy who was a seventh-round pick on a rookie contract, right? Those guys are making no money, none whatsoever, all right? Jimmy Garoppolo, who was there last year, he was a free agent at the end of the season. They knew that that would be coming off of the books. 
So they didn't have other positions that were absolutely just glaring down that salary cap to where they could take on a guy like Christian. Now, look, they got to the championship game last year. Are they able to take it one step further? We'll find out. But they still don't have a quarterback who's making a ton of money. They brought in Sam Darnold to replace Garoppolo. They didn't pay him a fortune.